The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. You're tuned in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Guiding your gridiron journey, none other than your host, former NFL lineman, Ross Tucker. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a Finish Strong Friday presented, of course, by DraftKings. It's also a Winner's Friday. It's a Picks Friday. And I should have mentioned this earlier on in the week, but it's a Big Chair Friday. Your boy filling in for Dan Patrick today, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Peacock, on Fox Sports Radio, on anywhere else where you guys can consume the show. So love when you guys get a chance to check that show out and maybe you check it out on video and send me a screenshot or you check out the audio. Anyway, I'm in the big chair today for Dan Patrick. Hopefully you guys get a chance to tune in a little bit. Always cool. It doesn't happen as often as it used to. He doesn't take as much time off as he used to, but I I love it. I love being up there with the guys. And it's a meat Friday. Should be fantastic. Cannot wait to see what meat that we've got going. Perfect. A meat Friday for the Ivy League. Meathead, Meathead James Vanderbeek, whatever you want to call it. Should be amazing. Speaking of amazing, those of you that just do one little extra thing to help with the show, man, I, I love it. Austin Wood. He rated and reviewed the show on multiple multiple shows on, I think it was Spotify. I can't really remember looking at the screenshot, but Austin, it's truly appreciated, right? When you rate and review the show, just so you guys know, you know, first of all, people check those things out. They see the most recent reviews, so it's nice to have one that's recent, right? It's nice to have one that that someone just recently did, but also I think it helps the algorithm for those podcast apps, it's like the more reviews you have, the more people, more recent, the the more likely it is that people find you and discover you on those things. So Austin means a lot. It's a really easy thing to do. And I can tell you right now, that'll be the winner next week. Somebody that rates and reviews the show. Then you take advantage of some of our sponsors. Steve, I'm going to say it's janky. 
Might be Jancy. J-A-N-C-I. He got Raycon earbuds, which are amazing. It's funny too, Jack, because uh, one of my daughters wants earbuds and she was talking about a different company that supplies them. I said, oh, no, 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 no. You will be getting Raycon earbuds because they're the best and because daddy has a code. You're not getting those white things that stick out of your ears. Not happening. Uh, Yeah, as Jack covers up. Jack, that's what I should have gotten you for your birthday. That's a a big miss by me. Anyway, uh, love Steve Janky. Love the Raycon earbuds. Both Austin and Steve, you got to email me, ross at rosstucker.com. Let me know if there's a specific press pass you'd like that you've heard of a game I've done. If I have it, I'll send it to you. If I don't, I'll send you another one. The YouTube shout-out. I love when you guys make it easy on me. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. No idea what their real name is, but it's IIZ Noodles. IIZ Noodles replied to a video and just said, I'm just here for the shout-out, Ross. Hey, it's that easy, double IZ Noodles. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. Just like I appreciate any new patrons we ever get. Patreon.com slash RT Media. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Ross. The Pro Bowl roster is released about a day or so ago. Did anything jump out to you with these? Um, I guess I have a question for you first, Jack. I'm just curious. Like When I was a kid, the Pro Bowl game itself was a huge deal, right? Like... We loved watching it because it was the only game where all the best players played at the same time and you could see all the different helmets out there. Like they'd all be wearing the same blue jersey or the same white jersey, but then all the different helmets were out there. So that was really cool. And when we were kids, Jack, like they would actually like play hard in that game and play to win. And the difference between getting the winning share of, you know, $40,000 versus $20,000 that meant a lot to those guys. Like they were playing to win. And then I became a player and, you know, we took the voting pretty seriously because guys had contract terms, you know, that incentives, it was their money. I mean, you're talking about guys money. And so that made a big difference. You know, the issue was that I felt like happened is Usually your Pro Bowl players are like your best players, obviously. And so they're veteran players. So then when it comes to like voting on the Pro Bowl, it's not like, Jack, you sat there and every individual player voted for every spot in the Pro Bowl. It doesn't work that way. The way we would do it is like the offensive line, we were responsible for the defensive line and the middle linebackers. And so, you know, the 12 of us or whatever it was, we would discuss who we thought we should vote for, for D tackle, D end, and then middle linebacker. And then who we picked, that was who, that was the vote for every guy on the team. So you have like a lot of power then, right? You're talking about like 60 votes based on what we decide and what happens is like, I can remember one team in particular, we had a veteran guy who was a perennial pro bowler and he had a lot of influence on the room, right? Cause he was like a ninth year guy had been to a bunch of pro bowls 
And so he would heavily push for guys that were at the Pro Bowl the year before and the year before that. And so it kind of becomes like a fraternity. And like he got in the Pro Bowl the one year I was on his team, he didn't deserve it at all. Not at all. He wasn't one of the top 10 guys at his position. So that's how it became sort of a little bit of a popularity contest or how guys ended up sticking around for year after year, even if maybe they deserved the The rule of thumb is you get into the Pro Bowl usually a year too late. You probably deserved it the year before, but because you didn't have the name recognition or whatever, it's like a year too late. And you get off of it probably two years too late, right? It's like you realize the next year, okay, he's he's not great, but then they still vote for him that year, and then it's like, okay, we can't vote for this guy anymore. I guess I'm curious, like growing up and now, your thoughts on the Pro Bowl. Yeah, when I was super little, sort of the same way, because it was sort of a big hubbub. Like, there was, like, the Sean, like, when Sean Taylor laid out, like, the punter and all that stuff. This is when I'm super little. That's when I was a player. That was Brian Mormon, my teammate. Yeah. (laughs) Both those guys were my teammates. (laughs) So then it was interesting. And then, really, nobody really cared. The one year kind of spiked interest was, like, 2012 or whatever it was when they did, like, the all, the first time they did the draft. It was, like, whoever it was, like, Jerry Rice versus whoever the other team was. That was sort of interesting, and besides that, nobody really cared. And I think one of honestly one of the things I think kind of helped with the besides like players skipping out stuff is they took it out of Madden for several years. It was not the Pro Bowl was not in the game, and I feel like not having that kids like not really registering. I feel like that kind of helped with the decline of the Pro Bowl. In all honesty, wow, that's interesting. See, I wouldn't have known that, thought of that. In terms of the guys that made it this year, look, there's always guys that you can say he should have made it and he's a snub. I thought Antoine Winfield Jr. was one that's jumped out to me for sure. But ultimately, I thought the offensive line was pretty good. Um, I guess other things that jump out to me was just that the two starting tailbacks, Jack, Raheem Mostert for the Dolphins and Christian McCaffrey for the Niners, both of whom have fullbacks that are the Pro Bowl fullbacks. So, like, maybe they should, people, more people should run that offense. Like, maybe more people should have fullbacks if the starting running backs on two of the best offense in the NFL both have fullbacks. Hmm. Hmm. Speaking of hmm, Jack, I say hmm whenever I find out that people don't order their food on DoorDash. Listen, I'm about to give you my picks for every game. Make it easy on yourself while you're watching the games or in on DoorDash. Now you can root for my picks or maybe it's your bets from the Even Money Betting Podcast or your DFS team from Fantasy Feast while your food and drinks are on the way. So that means burgers, chips, dip, soda, pizza, wings, so much more delivered straight to your door. And you got to have something delicious to wash it down. Man, there's just something nice about that flavor of the Labatt Blue Lights. Drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Want to know which team is going to win every single game on Sunday? Then listen up. No real creative references for me for this week because I just also never realized that week 18 is just all divisional games. 
I don't know if that's always been a thing or not. I just didn't realize been that, that way for a while, Jack. You didn't know that? I just never really put two and two together. Like I just also like really week 18 never really has much significance outside of like three or four games. So I just never even, so we'll start with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're at the Baltimore Ravens. Well, and that'll be one of the themes this week, Jack is not only teams resting guys, but it's like a backup quarterback Palooza out there. I mean, it's unbelievable how many backup quarterbacks are playing this week. Like a lot, a lot. Anyway, the uh, I like the Steelers to win the game. I do think it'll be close. You know, Tyler Huntley is a good backup quarterback. You know, the guys that are going to play for the Ravens are going to play their hearts out. They're playing to, to make a point and to preserve their their roster spots and show that they should be able to start and that they can play at a high level. I'll be curious to see if the Steelers can run the ball on the Ravens like they've run the ball the last couple weeks. Obviously, that depends a little bit on who the Ravens play on defense. Because here's the thing. There's only so many guys, right? Like, you, you only have 53 guys on the roster. Now, there's practice squad call-ups or whatever. But also, only so many guys can be inactive. So, you can't rest everybody. So, that's always an interesting dynamic, right? Is like, who is considered really indispensable? And we're going to rest them. And who isn't? At any rate, I think it'll be a good game. I think it's going to be competitive and close. And I'm looking forward to it. I do think the Steelers will get the win with the way they've been playing, going against the Ravens' backups, but John Harbaugh likes to win, and they lost to them earlier in the year. I think it's probably like 1916 Steelers. Next, we've got one of the big games. The Texans are at the Indianapolis Colts. So what's so cool about this is not only that it's a win and in for these teams, but that it's also a situation where, you know, it's a one-point spread. It's kind of a toss-up game. It could go either way. I'm going to go with the Texans because I do think they've been playing pretty good defense, maybe with the exception of that Browns game. And I kind of believe in C.J. Stroud more than I believe in Gardner Minshew. I mean, C.J. Stroud is a baller. And I thought what Greg said yesterday was interesting about the mature game that he played and how he handled things in that game. So I'm going to take the Texans. I think it's an awesome game. I really do think it could go either way. Are they? Oh, they're actually favored by one point, which tells you that the people that set those lines certainly think Houston's a better team because the game is in Indy. But I'll say, uh, how about... 23-20, Texans win an awesome football game. No, 24-23, Texans win a terrific game. Next is the Buccaneers are at the Carolina Panthers. Right. I like the Bucs quite a bit. I think they'll bounce back from a disappointing performance last week at home against the Saints. The Panthers, no idea what to expect. That was obviously atrocious. The manner in which they played last week, that was horrible. Maybe they'll bounce back and play better than they did against Jacksonville, but I'm not predicting it. I would rarely pick a road team. I don't think many people are in survivor pools anymore anyway, but feels to me like the Bucks would be a pretty good survivor pick here. I'll go 20-10 to 10, Tampa Bay. 
Your survivor slash knockout slash whatever you call it, pick of the week. Cleveland Browns are at the Cincinnati Bengals. Browns are going to rest some guys. It's nuts that the Browns are starting a fifth starting quarterback this year in Jeff Driscoll. And really nuts that, like, what if they win? They're already, Jack, the first team to win games with four different starting quarterbacks since at least 1950. Probably goes back even further than that. Now they have a chance at five. I don't think it happens. You know, I think the Browns are going to rest, like, no Miles Garrett, no Flacco, obviously, I reference. Bengals won a winning record. Bengals won a win. They actually did some good things against the Chiefs, I thought, in their last game last year. Uh, so give me the uh, give me the Bengals to win the game. I think it's probably 27-17. Cincinnati gets the win. Vikings are at the Lions. Interesting that the Vikings are not heavy underdogs here. They're going to obviously play to win. The Lions are reportedly going to play all their guys, although it's highly unlikely that the Lions, at this point, Jack, are in any position other than the three seed. They need both the Cowboys and the Eagles to lose and the Lions to win to get the two seed. So I don't think we're going to see that. I don't think that's going to happen. It's possible. But I don't think that I don't think that the the Lions are going to be the two seed. So I guess theoretically, Jack, they could rest some guys, but they're playing at one, so they don't know what the results are going to be of those Eagles and Cowboys games. And I think that they probably want to get the bad taste out of their mouth from how last week went. I haven't heard a lot in terms of how the Lions are going to play this. They're going against Nick Mullins. I will say this: Nick Mullins, his ability to move the football and chuck the rock. If he doesn't have a bunch of turnovers, which he typically does, the Vikings can easily win this game. I'll take the Lions to win another sort of shootout game. I'll go 24-23. New York Jets are at the New England Patriots. What a weird game. You know, they both want to finish on a high note for different reasons. The Jets going into the offseason, Belichick just trying to get as many wins as he can because he still wants that record from Shula sooner rather than later. Going to be a very interesting week next week to find out what happens in New England. I think I'm going to take the Patriots to win the game. You know, they're playing at home. I feel like they've been competitive. They've played better. I have more faith in them in a home game than I do in the Jets. I don't even know who's favored. I look up who's favored in case it's an underdog pick, and it's not. Patriots are favored. So I guess the people that set the lines and are thinking the same thing I am, Patriots 19, Jets 16. The Atlanta Falcons are at the New Orleans Saints. This is an interesting one. Now, the winner of this game wins the NFC South if the Bucs lose the Panthers, which is not real likely, but is certainly possible because anything is possible. I feel like the Saints looked a lot better last week than the Falcons did, but I feel like these things flop, man. 
The issue is just the quarterback position for the Falcons. I really do hope they keep Arthur Smith for one more year and get like Joe Flacco or get, get somebody that gives you a chance to have a top 20 quarterback play. Because I feel like Arthur Smith has never had that. Maybe Matt Ryan that first year. But then they were so beat up around him. It wasn't good. I'm going to go with the underdog. I'm going to take the – the. actually, no, I'm not. I'm taking the Saints because of the quarterback position for the Falcons. Saints, 20, Falcons, 17. The Jacksonville Jaguars are at the Tennessee Titans. This is the one. This is the underdog I'm taking. I'm taking the Titans to win the game. I I just like the Titans in this game. I think the Jags, they're getting healthier, but they're still a little bit beat up. I feel like the Titans, Rabel desperately wants to be back in, in Nashville with the Titans. He desperately wants to win this game. Last game for Tannehill. Uh, likely last game for Derrick Henry. I think the Titans have one of their best performances of the year. I think they knock off the Jaguars. And I think it's 17-16 Titans underdogs. Ross's underdog of the week. Seattle Seahawks are at the Arizona Cardinals. Getting into the late games now. Man, I don't know about this game. Cardinals looked awesome last week. Seahawks, not so much. Seahawks obviously need to win the game, but I kind of like the momentum that the Cardinals have right now. I'm going to pick another underdog, another upset. Give me the Arizona Cardinals. Don't love what I've seen from this Seahawks defense. Arizona Cardinals, 24. Seahawks, 22. Back-to-back upsets, Jack. That just happened. Ross's underdog of the week. You know what else just happened? Me telling you guys about DiGiorno. You know why? Whether you're hosting game day or movie night, DiGiorno knows that planning a watch party on a budget isn't easy. You need the perfect setting, the perfect squad, and the perfect eats. Luckily, you're a game time mastermind. And you know that grabbing DiGiorno classic crust pizza can bring home a dub because it's packed with half a pound of cheese, sauce, and other toppings and comes at an incredible price. Make the game-winning call and grab a DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza from the grocery store today. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. Chicago Bears are at the Green Bay Packers. Awesome, awesome football game. Very much looking forward to it. I'm going to take the Bears to win this game. Another underdog. Is that three in a row? I'm on fire. Listen, I think there's a lot of pressure on the Packers. I don't know how they're going to react to it. Very young team. I think the Bears are playing awesome football right now. We've seen it now for seven weeks in a row. I think it's eight weeks in a row that they get this done. The Bears knock the Packers out of the playoffs. How about it? Bears 27 Packers 23. Three are is that three? Yeah, three hundred dollars yeah, in three. a row. Ross's underdog of the week. Kansas City Chiefs are at the Los Angeles Chargers. I wouldn't be shocked if the Chiefs win this game. I'm not gonna pick that to happen. The Chiefs are the underdogs. No Mahomes. I'm sure they're resting other guys that they can as well. So I am gonna go ahead and I'm gonna take the Chargers to get 
their first win in a long time. Easton Stick gets a dub. At least the Chargers backups have been getting more playing time than the Chiefs backups as of late. I'll take the Chargers 20-19 to over Blaine Gabbert and the Chiefs. Denver Broncos are at the Las Vegas Raiders. Interesting game, right? The Broncos want to show progress, finish with a winning record, 9-8, and eight, totally get that. The Raiders trying to finish strong for Antonio Pierce. I like the Raiders to win the game. They've been pretty consistent as of late, as opposed to the Broncos. So I like the Raiders. I don't think there's a ton of points in this one. Jarrett Stidham revenge game, I guess. I don't know. 20-17, to 17, Raiders. Philadelphia Eagles are at the New York Giants. You know, we just recorded the Ross report, Jack, which is the minute-long social media thing I do every day about the Eagles. I really have no idea. I have no idea what to expect from this Eagles team. I do think they'll be able to move the ball. I think they'll be able to move the ball effectively against the Giants. I just don't know what to expect from this defense right now. I think the Eagles will win the game, but the way things have gone lately, wouldn't be surprised at all if they lose. 27-23, Birds. The Los Angeles Rams are at the San Francisco 49ers. How about this one? Talk about a backup quarterback, Palooza. Carson Wentz on the road against Sam Darnold. I said this on Twitter, Jack, at Ross Tucker NFL. One of these guys, or maybe both, they're going to light it up, and people are going to be talking about them. They should get a, start, a chance to start next year. Did you see him? They, these are both highly drafted guys that have had flashes of brilliance, but it's the consistency and the turnovers. That's the thing. Of course they're going to have moments of brilliance. That's why they got drafted so high. I'll take the Niners because I think Darnold will perform better than Wentz. I think it's San Francisco 27, L.A. Rams 21. One last Tucker Bowl for the season. Cowboys are at the Commanders. Started in this game. A couple times for the Cowboys, they'll win the game. They cannot lose. Can you imagine if they lost this game? That would be epic. Epic if they lost. Won't happen. Cowboys 31, Commanders 17. And we'll wrap up Bills at the Dolphins. The big one. It is nuts that the number three ranked team in my power rankings might need to win this game to make the playoffs. That is just absolutely bananas. I think they will, though. Classic game, 28-27. Buffalo Bills win the AFC East. I think we're done here. Thanks for tuning in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Shout out to MyFrontPageStory.com. Listen, dudes. Just knock out Valentine's Day right now. Get a story all about how special your significant other is. It's amazing. Best Valentine's Day gift I've ever heard of. MyFrontPageStory.com. BackOfficeSchedule.com. SteakhouseSports.com. HumanHeadNYC.com. Sportaculture. Pizza Boy Brewing.